0: Everyone and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, a special bonus episode: Tomb Raider. I'm Gav. I'm Alex. I'm Dave. I'm Joel. And I'm Austin. And
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> to do a podcast, sometimes a killer body just isn't enough. Wow. What? What? Oh, fuck me. Come on, guys. <laughs> One of these days you're going to get it. Apparently, that was the original tag- tagline to the very first Tomb Raider game. Sometimes a killer body just isn't enough. No.
2: Yeah. I wonder what that was. For a second I thought, that's incredibly sexist comment from Catholic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was just highlighting how awful uh, the, the original tagline was. Uh, but if you've never heard this show before, basically we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. But there'll also be lots of other things like banter, a caption contest, some impressions, some terrible songs, a little quiz. Uh, but before we do any of that, why not a little bit of news hang on guys you know what i can't even remember it <laughs> <laughs> what,
2: what, what was that meant to careful? be the tomb raider thing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but the, you know when your mind just goes blank i was like oh man it's so forgettable well maybe it isn't maybe i've just forgotten it <laughs> how does it go does anyone was, know? was it on the film uh, no, no. No, no, no no i meant the original game uh, soundtrack no which is probably more iconic than the score from the film Oh, mm, early. <laughs>
1: early
0: shots <laughs> basically so what we do here is we all go around in a circle and we discuss the most newsworthy noteworthy items this week so without further hesitation joel what is your piece of news for this week the same as everybody else's good let's get started <laughs> <there>. <laughs> Yeah,
3: so the, the new, well, I think it's the final trailer dropped for uh, Avengers Infinity War. and I think it's fair to say at least 50% of us really have got a strange feeling down below somewhere. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I'm in the other 50% there. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm excited. It looks
0: great. Um, I can't wait to go and watch it yep um alex you're you notoriously hate anything to do with marvel how did you feel about watching that trailer? Uh, I, wouldn't say I hated it i
4: mean i like black panther i like some marvel films i'm, I'm not quite as committed to the whole universe as you guys are um but yeah, no. I mean, the trailer I, I didn't excite me as much as Joel. I was I was here when he was watching it. He was pretty excited uh, from what I saw. Like, uh, <laughs> for me, uh, I don't know. I, I think Thanos Thanos for me is an unknown quantity. I don't know who he is. He's just got a weird chin. So I guess if I knew more about Thanos and knew the backstory of him, it'd probably be a bit more excited. But I didn't get. I didn't really know much about him from a trailer. So I don't know why we should fear him, and I don't see how. They can't all batter him because they've all got Spider-Man and all these great superheroes. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it just because it looks like an action fest. But, yeah, the trailer didn't grab me on that.
3: But is it not, if you think about every Marvel film, they've all had like one thing in common, which is like the Infinity Stones. And obviously this is like the kind of climax to, to all the stories. Does that not interest you, like the last 10 years of watching the films?
0: Not really, No. <laughs> 31 hours of film apparently leading up to this so if you wanted to go and watch all of the marvel films back to back it'd take 31 hours 18 films in 31 hours see
4: a a little bit as well because i've just dipped in and out of the universe i don't i'm sort of i don't know why captain america's got a beard and why he i know they fell out on civil war but i feel like a bit like i've missed out you know like in a soap when you've missed out a few episodes and you don't really know what's going on
3: (laughs) well that happens at the end of civil war they, uh, they get he gets outlawed, doesn't he? Because of that, uh, is that, that the
0: only thing. point you're picking up? It's just like, man, I don't know when Captain America grew his beard, so I won't be able to watch this film. <laughs> I just like I'm to know. Out. Out.
4: But no, I, I, I hope they do some sort of like roundup before they start the film. Previously, yeah, you a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The last thirteen Marvel films. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could always watch
5: the previous films in the run-up, couldn't you? You didn't have to. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I could. But so, if you wanted to watch absolutely everything Marvel related, and you wanted to kind of uh, link in all the TV shows as well, I think it would take you about two hundred and sixty hours. Do uh, you need to watch everything to enjoy this? Um, yes. Well, yeah, yes. Brucey does if <laughs> so we're going to set the task. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I think the the TV shows, uh, yeah, the TV quite shows separate, are quite separate, aren't
3: yeah, they? Completely separate.
5: So it's just the films really. So if you if you're up to date
3: yeah. on the films, you yeah. can just jump into
5: Black that Band, and watch uh, it.
3: Is the only one recently that.
5: That you've not seen.
3: Yeah, that I've not seen, but
0: also that you need to have need to have seen. So, uh, what do people think is going to happen in Infinity War then? I mean, uh-huh. watching that trailer, it looked like Captain America was in a bit of a pickle.
3: <laughs> I personally think the only person that's going to die is um, Vision, because he's got the Infinity Stone obviously implanted on his head. Um, I think they're going to kind of cop out a little bit, although in the comics, kind of spoiler, but... Obviously, everybody dies. So I'm not sure if they're just going to do that and then end it like that. But obviously, um, Doctor Strange has got the Time Stone, which is the green one. I think in the comics he like rewinds time, so everyone's not dead.
0: Yeah, Um, Yeah, right. So so
3: I reckon something like that may happen.
0: Yeah, maybe. Like it's like, hey, guess what? Everyone's dead. See you later, and then in the next one, they're back alive again. Yeah, Yeah. but but then because right, so it's the next film, right? So obviously we've got Ant Man and, and Wasp. Um, and the lines up after this. So, is the one after that going to be um, Infinity War Part 2 or whatever it's called? Or is it going to be f- like a few films down the line? Yeah, so Does anybody know?
3: Part 2 is going to be the year after, isn't it? 2019, I think.
5: So, it's already shot, it's already filmed. It's just sat there waiting to go. I'm
3: f-
0: not sure, actually.
3: I think, I'm pretty sure they filmed them back to back.
0: Yeah. Be interesting, anyway. I know that um, there's been a lot of backlash because Jeremy Renner is apparently like the only one who isn't on the. And um, cover on yeah. the cover,
3: and there was somebody photoshopped to, Jeremy Renner's face onto every single.
0: <laughs> <character>. <laughs> I think I think well because I, I don't know is, is Ant Man in this film because I know he's got an his sequel yeah, film. It is is he? Because uh, he's not on the poster either. And there's one other person I think, and I can't remember. So, so, somebody made like a, a funny uh, Infinity War trailer with all of the characters that were missing and it was just like essentially Jeremy Renner and Paul (laughs) Paul Hodes having a hug (laughs) but maybe Michael (laughs) Douglas like looking up (laughs) no um yeah well I I, so I'm looking forward to it anyway I think I I don't think they're gonna cop out I think they're gonna kill a few people off I can see well I read uh, I read an
3: article from what's the guy who makes it called the 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 Russo brothers no no Paul Feige Paul Feige yeah he basically said uh, for you to care about a film there has to be a sense of uh, you know risk that stuff Danger.
5: is on the line yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: so he's basically saying that stuff someone's going, going.
5: They, yeah,
4: they've got, a, got th- they've to spin the herd a bit haven't yeah, they there's too got,
0: many characters too much story too many characters too much money can you imagine though if it was like yeah t- listen guys somebody big is going to die alright you know like, they're not going to walk away from this unscathed yeah. and you find out like the only person to die is like Happy Hogan you know uh, <laughs> uh, Tony Stark's butler <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a
4: bit I'm excited because I don't think this has ever been attempted before like getting so many different films together and putting them all in the same you know, one big action film it could work, but I, I'm I'm a bit pessimistic by nature, and I just I'd, I'd be surprised if it does. I don't see how you can have that. Many. I'd love
3: to have you in the boardroom when that picture. Everyone's like, "What?" No, and you're like, "This could work," but I'd be so. surprised if it does.
4: Just, it, it, it's too many, too many big characters. Too many. I don't know how to get so many different plots. Have you working together? Have you
5: seen a trailer in in the cinema? Yes, I have. Because tell you what, when we saw that trailer, came on before Tomb Raider. I, I almost worked myself it was, yeah. it was awesome and I'm not really wow. yeah. I'm not a big cinema like goer I like to watch things at home but um,
0: I know it was it was the, a good the, job that you had a hole at the bottom of your popcorn box it really, otherwise it would have gone was, everywhere it, would,
5: it definitely would have done and it was, uh, it was awesome it was just epic feels like one of the biggest films
0: yeah I, uh, I, I can uh, see this like smashing every, every type of record I can see it being the biggest pre-ticket sale records the highest grossing film of all time you know it's,
3: I hope I, it beats Star Wars
0: what the Last Jedi? Yeah, yeah.
4: You,
0: I think you still it will. haven't let that go, have you,
4: Joel? <laughs> <laughs> some real bitterness over there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Dave? Are you you're not that big into the Marvel stuff, are not you? Not really. No. So what, the, what um,
2: do you reckon to? Um, I'll give it a go. Yeah, I want to see it. It looks quite good. I think the trailer has a lot of promise to it. But um, yeah, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan. I think the I've not seen all the films. I've got some gaps in my Marvel back catalogue, and those that I've seen, I think most of them have been quite good. Which I think is more than you might say i'm not so sure wow. but, uh, there have been a few misses yeah for sure so i'm not the biggest marvel fan at the moment but uh, t- t- we'll see we'll see yeah. i think this, this could be time to set the record i
4: straight. think you can't not see it i don't think no it's gonna yeah. be this
2: could be biggest film of the year like gav yeah. says I, I firmly believe this could break some records so let's be a part of it
0: <laughs> okay so um and we will actually be doing a bonus episode we'll be putting infinity war on trial the day after uh it actually gets released so uh Tune in for that one, guys. Uh, moving away from Infinity War, does anybody have any other news? No, nope, nope. no, I mean that's <laughs> did pretty dominated. You, did, did you say it's David Thulis' birthday. David. It, it is David <laughs> birthday, <Yeah. laughs> and we you let us speak about Infinity War for that long. <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: literally all I could find. Happy birthday, David Thulis. Happy that was birthday.
0: all I could find. <laughs> so um, another a thing that we tried to do. Wait. Oh, is there any rock-related news? <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there is. Hang on. Uh, hey, guys. Can you, <laughs> smell, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Wow. Pulled out of the bag. So, yeah. Austin, so, what is The Rock up to this week? Breaking
5: news. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's dad is making a recovery from surgery. And, uh... And The Rock bought him a brand new car to make the most of it of getting out. He said, um, yes. "New hips deserve new whips." Oh wow. And that was his uh, that was his tagline. And there you go. So he's uh, he's let his dad's come out from a hip replacement, and now he's got a brand new car.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Happy <laughs> so, days. <laughs> some really positive rock news there.
5: Thank you, thank you very much for that. Last year. <laughs> no problem.
2: <laughs> He also also tweeted, happy birthday, David
0: Thewlis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, uh, Okay. Uh, So we tried something uh, new last week, and it was uh, films that make you feel, or film feels, as Alex put it, um, (laughs) <laughs> he didn't but i'm giving it <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 didn't.
4: I didn't look miss. look of sheer confusion <laughs> on alex's face
0: <laughs> so um so so yeah this week uh, alex um wanted to ask dave <laughs> right
4: i my question was well I've, i'll put it out there but if anyone's got one put your hand up like films when you come back from the pub and you're pissed and you just want to crack something on before you go to bed womb reader is my person
3: <laughs> it had to come
0: up at some point didn't it uh, i i think um predator predator for you for me it would be uh shoot em up
4: that uh the action film. Shoot 'em
0: up with clive owen i love that film is that because you can only appreciate it when you're like blind drunk <laughs> <laughs> i really like that film no but it's a, it's a good film to watch when you're pissed my word. Well. I think that's a good film to watch If
2: you need a reason to get pissed <laughs> Maybe that's what I did wrong When I watched Shoot'em Up I should have been, been blitzed Do people not like Shoot'em Up? I can't fucking get you people like, do you,
0: not like- <laughs> <laughs> you, you You don't like Shoot'em Up? I, like, you, you're having a go at us You just like lambasted most of Marvel Cinematic Universe And then you went on to go on about how boss Shoot'em Up is I'm just and, like, and face
3: off you slagged that off
4: <laughs> I did I meant it he was meant to though. Was <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, but no shoot em up's brilliant I, I think we should put that on trial fucking love that film <laughs> All <laughs> All shoot right. Yeah, have...
2: Shoot 'em up come on <laughs> we should see how impartial
0: Alex is going to be um Dave um so what What film do you watch if uh,
2: you have come back from the pub and you're bladdered? I have never come back from the pub sober enough <laughs> to be able to open a DVD case. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> on a film operating <laughs> with DVD, I honestly, I don't watch a film. When I come back from the pub, I, it, it's late. I don't it's watch time films. For I really don't.
0: Um so okay well Austin um I mean you've only seen about 6 films uh, have any of them been after you've had a few bevvies
5: No I can't watch films if I have uh, if I've had a drink I can I can barely concentrate through a film at the best of times so uh, <laughs> so if I've been drinking there's no chance yeah
2: I'm the same. i why not just stay out in the pub for a bit longer Okay, okay.
0: So, so that was a very good discussion, guys.
2: <laughs> and out of
0: all that, we've got.
2: Like, I wouldn't leave the, the pub unless they closed. <laughs>
0: the top choices to watch if you've come home from a night out and you fancy a film before you go to bed are up Predator, or Womb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! This this has been an insightful segment. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how long it'll last. <laughs> anyway, right. Thank you very, very much for that, guys. Uh, I, you know, I can't even remember. It's something like this. Uh, It doesn't matter. I won't even bother playing it. Everything's gone to shit. Uh, I can't work my Zara phone. My fingers are too fast. It doesn't matter. Anyway, moving on to the bulk of the show. This is Films on Trial. And uh, usually we would take a film at random, but we've decided to go as a group and watch Tomb Raider and then put it on trial. Uh, So most of us went, apart from our judge today alex so uh, acting in the role of prosecution and trying to condemn the film to the shit list is me and acting as the defense and trying to put the film on the hit list is captain dave and as impartial well no, not impartial as character witnesses and lending their genuine opinions to either side of the argument to try and give it a bit of weight is joel and austin So, Alex, because you haven't seen the film, this will be perfect for you because you will be completely unbiased and you'll have to make a decision based on the arguments that are put forward to you and not your own opinion because you don't have one.
4: I will, I will. I think I'm pretty perfect on this because I'm actually not sure whether I want to go and see it at the cinema or not. I'm a bit iffy on it, so I think I'm in a perfect place to do this. So, Going to kick it off pretty
0: straight away. Is there anyone who'd like to go first? Well, hang on, uh, Alex. I think that you should give the, the listeners at home a bit of an idea as to what the film is actually about. Oh, this is true. And uh, <laughs> perhaps you should do a little bit of a synopsis. Okay. Title does throw you off. So, Title so, <laughs> so, shall we uh, decide what uh, what accents um, Alex should do? Oh, I'm doing it. All right. Can cool.
4: you do the butler? Can you do from the game? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. I'll try. Uh, Laura Croft, the fiercely <laughs> independent daughter of a missing adventurer, must push herself beyond her limits when she finds herself on the island where her father disappeared.
0: Lord Voldemort that oh, wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> very very good man and Thanks. funnily enough that sounded exactly like Dominic West in the new film as well <laughs> nice good work Alex
4: good work but also I think Gav was trying to uh, take the piss out of it there but Dominic West was in it so
0: plus point for the film alright
2: I, I right. probably
4: kept... <laughs> <laughs> make my judgement now
0: eh? <laughs> yeah mate until you watch the film uh, like you, you will not want to watch The Wire oh, ever I again lies, to lies. lies. Damn,
4: let's, let's get this Slander. Let's get
0: proceedings done properly <laughs> <laughs> chill out I, right. I, I will have Happily go first to so that. Right. Okay, is that all right, Dave? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Right, Gav. Okay. Go. Right. So, uh, <laughs> right. Tomb Raider is an incredibly poor film. <laughs> uh, overall, the story is very, very, very weak. Uh, in a poor attempt to make Lara Croft seem relevant and cool, um, Lara is now perceived as a poor bike courier at the beginning of the film, uh, who's just like you or me, except she's not because she's the heir to a multi-million pound fortune. If she just accepts that her dad abandoned her seven years ago is actually dead, um, she finds out her dad wasn't just a wealthy corporate CEO, but was an adventurer in his spare time, and she finds uh, out where he left f- her for. Seven years prior, and she rushes off after him. Uh, her, sh- her ship crashes, she's enslaved by the big bad of the film, she escapes, she finds her dad still alive, and then they go and raid the tomb together. That's it. But that is drawn out over nearly two hours the film is unrelentingly dull. It's supposed to be an action-adventure film, but there is little of either in large parts of this film. When the action does occur, it is so over-the-top and disjointed that it feels out of place in the film. All of the action is completely overfilmed and overproduced. It feels dizzying and very frustrating. Now, I have actually seen this film twice. So we watched it as a group and I couldn't believe some aspects. So I had to watch it again, right? Now, the first time we are introduced to Lara, she is as this badass mma fighter so she's she's in a ring and she's doing some martial arts right and now there is a scene that is i've timed it a minute and 13 seconds now can you guess how many different camera angles are used in that one scene alex as the judge just a question would you like to guess uh like in a minute and 13 i don't know uh six or seven 63 different camera angles are used in that one scene. Wait, did, I, you, did you pause it and count? Them? Don't ask questions, Alex. <laughs> right, the, the, honestly, uh, and that is to make the, that scene seem more appealing and more kind of like exhilarating, which it's not, right? And But the thing is, oh, hang on, here we go. We've got a question.
2: What scene is that, just so I know? The MMA scene, right at the beginning. The, the,
0: the boxing match. Yeah, the boxing match, cool. yeah. Okay, uh, right. Now, the next bit of uh, action we get is a...
3: How long did it take you to watch this film if you had to count every fucking (laughs) I
0: Honestly, when when we were watching it in the cinema, I could not believe it. I had to watch it again just so I could count how many fucking camera angles (laughs) there were because I couldn't believe it. I was like, my eyes were going square at the end of it. It Anyway,
3: makes me angry, all them camera angles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, no, right, right. right, Okay, right, right. The the first time we're introduced to Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft, she looks incredibly fit, right? She's got an eight pack. She looks like she could literally legitimately pull somebody's fucking arm off right and the, the fact is that we aren't shown that instead we are shown a fight scene split over 63 different camera angles so we can't even see if she's any good or not it's just it's it's just it's like smoke and mirrors it's a complete waste but anyway, right, we're getting off topic. The next big action sequence we get is a bicycle chase through London, uh, an actual bicycle chase, which is filmed like with these different shaky camera angles to make it seem more exhilarating than it actually is. Then there's a foot race in, uh, in, 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 um, was it Hong Kong or yeah, it was Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Uh, so there's, there's an actual foot race. Um, but the next piece of action doesn't actually happen until 35 minutes into the film when the ship crashes, um and then after that i mean the the titular tomb in the film isn't actually raided until the 78th minute and that is actually when the action picks up a bit but by the time that happens it's too little too late the cgi in some of the films as well is incredibly poor uh, and you know there's a there's a bit where she escapes from a plane that's abandoned on a waterfall and the cgi in it it looks like something that was done in the early noughties it looks like something that would have been wouldn't have been out in place in the first tomb raider film and then Angelina Jolie. Um, th- th- another thing that really annoyed me, I know you don't like plot holes that much, but fuck me. She goes through the entire film and she gets absolutely battered. She's fallen out of trees, she's fallen out of planes, you know, she she jumps out of an abandoned plane, r- holding a parachute, it's not, does, not even attached to it. She gets battered by all these trees and she's got this piece of metal stuck through her stomach. Um, then she bumps into her dad and he patches it up and she's completely fine throughout the rest of the film. She doesn't reference it in the slightest bit. She doesn't even touch her stomach at any point in the film later on it's just like you know she was skewered by a pipe a pipe was sticking out of her and now she's just all right because she's got a bit of a plaster on it uh it's uh, like the one thing that really annoyed me about it is it's very much humorless it's it's filmed in this like christopher nolan-esque origins way but but it doesn't have the depth or the charm uh, it takes itself far far too serious there are hardly any humor. The, the, the only the only human uh, parts in it are when nick frost is introduced but he is only on screen for um, less than a minute on both occasions All right then it, like the for the entire entirety of the film it's just very very po-faced so when later on in the film 90 odd minutes in we're introduced to these really supernatural elements like zombies and um you know uh, 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 himiko being like the mother of death. Who's spreads disease. They seem completely and utterly ridiculous, because they're just so out of the blue, uh, because the film took itself so seriously for the previous 90 minutes. The dialogue as well is incredibly weak. Alex, we are introduced to the film by Richard Croft's overview of what the tomb is about. Richard Croft is Lara's dad who went missing, right? And he... He tells us how he discovered the island where the tomb is, right, and no shit right verbatim <laughs> this is what he said right this is this is how terrible the script writing is. He said, "I found the island uh, on a really old map that nobody else has <laughs> on a, a on a really old map that nobody else, the script writer couldn't even think of like an, like an exact oh you know maybe I got it off a priest in you know shanghai, maybe you no know, nothing i just I found it on a map an is old that, map
4: that nobody else has got is is that come to you back is that does that come back later in the plot, or is it just—is it literally just an old map you found?
0: That's just an old map, you know. Oh, okay. That's the only time we find out about that map. Can
5: I, can I add one to that as well? It's actually a mark on an old map oh, that right. no one else has seen or got. Oh yeah, yeah. There a we small go. Small yeah. mark is what found the island.
0: Oh yeah. So so anyway, uh, overview is is Lara to goes. To be
3: fair, if you think about treasure maps, has anyone else got the same map?
0: The, the, the fact is he didn't even explain how he got hold of the map he just said I've got this old map that nobody else has got you know yeah, like but
3: if, if you're a pirate and you're looking for treasure and there's an X on it has anybody else got the same map? I, but,
2: I, I got this, Joel. It's okay. I, I, yeah. I, I, I will take him down a peg or two in a minute. <laughs> just don't let's, say it.
0: Just let's, don't let's say it. Anyway, To right, right, so Lara Croft goes from the deer to the headlights to unmerceless Rambo-esque murderer in about 20 screen minutes, which is just too hard to believe. I mean, this might be okay in a 10-plus-hour video game that spans a considerable amount of time, but in this, it is highly unbelievable. The fact is is that it, we have to wait a very, very long time for anything of any meaning, meaning to happen and then when it does it's all like in your face and nonsensical poorly written and poorly directed thank you very much okay wow uh strong opening there uh
4: like just just getting gav's points there you know he's saying it's pretty overdrawn it takes a long time to get to the actual raiding of tombs which is you know from the title probably what people are going to see there's pretty shit uh cgi in there pretty bad green screens plot holes uh you know plot holes sometimes don't bother me but you know does it bend or snap the disbelief gav also said it was a humorless like a christopher nolan action film which pisses me off quite a lot but I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll leave that for a later time um and it goes she goes a bit rambo and it's not really believable dave are any of those points fair
2: um one or two fair points i will be making some concessions uh some of them i think it's a matter of opinion and gav is entitled to his some of them are just plain inaccurate oh like what shit uh, oh, but we'll get on to all I the inaccuracies.
3: 61 camera angles, not 63.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for one thing, okay, camera angles. That that's let the me most
3: be- optimum number
5: for <laughs> a and seconds.
2: I don't talk like that anymore. <laughs> okay, okay, let me just uh, start with rebutting some of Gav's points. Uh Camera angles. If you watch a random scene, let's say any TV show, and have a look at the camera angles, how they switch between two people having a chat in a coffee shop, they change a lot. Now, this is a boxing match. It's a frantic boxing match. It's understandable the camera angles are going to change a lot. Camera angles change multitude number of times in a minute in, l- in a regular sitcom. You would be surprised. Just check it out. It really, have a look. But, but Dave, right, can you not uh, say right, 60, what, 63 uh, times it changes mm-hmm.
0: in a minute and 13 seconds. That's almost a camera angle change every second mm-hmm. for a minute, right? which is just fucking I think overkill. that's some
2: smooth editing to be honest with you. It looks seamless. to I me. Mean, I didn't notice it. But if you actually do make a point of looking for these camera angles, you can spot it in anything, not just action films it's there have a look just you don't even realize it's happening though um you did in this it's like a fucking hammer blow i'm gonna let i'm gonna want to hear dave now gav i genuinely didn't um okay um i would like to address where do i begin okay i'll start with a concession the dialogue gav's got a point gav has got a point the some of the sum of the dialogue is poorly written Uh, but I'd say the majority of the film is all right. I mean, at the end of the day, we're here for an action film, a blockbuster family caper. We're not looking for, you know, war and peace. It does the job. Some of it is a bit limp wristed, should we say? It could have been written better. I accept, but not all of it. Now, weak story. I disagree. I think they actually went above and beyond on this story. I think this is actually a really good job they did. They adapted the 2013 tomb raider game which people uh, credit with rebooting the franchise essentially tomb raider had not been selling very many games before this the franchise was thought to be dead in the water this game revitalized it they brought a more plausible side to lara croft and that's essentially what this film has done the angelina jolie version of these films were pretty god awful i think we can all agree on that this film makes a massive step in the right direction for setting the record straight. And I think it's actually, it's the Lara Croft we wanted in the first place. Gav gave us the tagline from the original game, which was this horrendously sexist quote. What was it again, Gav?
0: Um, oh, sometimes just... having a killer body isn't enough or something
2: yeah, like that. Yeah, that, that actually shocks me. <laughs> that was the, the quote they put for a, a video game marketed towards kids. I'm amazed they did that. Uh, it was funny, when they started out with the idea of Lara Croft, she was supposed to be kind of a feminist icon. That's what the guy who came up with that actually hoped her to be. But it didn't turn out that way. She developed into this sex icon, you know, with guys leching over her and it just, it all went pear-shaped. This resets the balance to a degree, or at least it helps to. You know, there's not a pair of hot pants in sight. They dress her appropriately for the jungle. Um, They take away, one thing I did like about the film, they take away any uh, love interest, which the Angelina Jolie films didn't do. She always had to have, you know, a guy to make her interesting. They always had to be someone, you know, to to bring uh, the character out to show a human side. There is none of that in this. There is not a flicker of a love interest in this film. And I salute him for that. I just let the woman get on with her action film. She doesn't need this this love distraction going on. It wasn't necessary, and they chose not to include it. I think Bold Move, and it paid off. Uh, to counter some of the other points that Gav made, Dull, I, I beg to differ. I think some of the action set pieces were fantastic. Um, and I thought the CGI was quite good. I mean, I don't like CGI. And when you're watching the film, you can tell that it is CGI, but I thought it was really well done. I thought there was that one bit when she, if she falls through the trees, when she gets a branch, not a piece of metal uh, stuck in her stomach. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nitpicking. I'm nitpicking. I know it was a branch It reminded
0: me of fucking die another day, you know, where he was, he was riding the waves. I don't remember yeah. anything of oh, that.
2: Oh, no, that it time. was not nowhere near as bad. <laughs> it was as bad as that. Nowhere <laughs> near comparison. as bad. That is one of the worst green screen moments in history. That was nowhere near as bad. Basically what happens is it's a CGI Lara Croft falling through the trees and then it turns into Alicia Vikander doing the role and it, it was seamless. I honestly was impressed. As I was watching the film, I was impressed how they went so seamlessly from CGI, but you can tell it's CGI. They're not that good yet. Mm. To the actual actress. I thought it was a really good job. I thought the CGI was actually quite effective, including in that plane sequence. Um, what else? Would Gav watch a bad film twice? I think I've written down it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never have had it. I do. I put myself
2: through a tremendous just, amount of punishment. I couldn't help it. I just had it in my notes here. <laughs> um, he says the action is over a top. This is an action film. This is a film, you know, it's based on Tomb Raider. It's based on an action game. Now, this fil- films like this always suffer with comparisons to Indiana Jones. If you're talking about archaeological capers and, like, tomb raiding or temple raiding, whatever you want to call it, it's always going to suffer from those comparisons. That bar was set high. That bar was set high, and it's going to take some matching. Now it's not as good as Indiana Jones, but I still think it's a good film. Now... The bike courier bit. He says, you know, it shows that Lara Croft is just like you and me. That's not what they're trying to do. She refuses to. It's not about her trying to make her grounded. She is an aristocrat all the way through it. They just, they she's not accepted her dad's death and therefore she cannot inherit. That's all it is. It's not about being grounded. It's not about trying to live without money. It's just about her not willing to accept her dad's death so she can't get her inheritance. Um, I disagree that the story was weak. I thought it actually was a really good job. Again, adapting the plot from the original from uh, Tomb Raider twenty thirteen reboot with Himiko, which isn't a figure many people are familiar with. I wasn't. I had to do some research into Himiko. Um, a lot of what they said was actually true. Mm. I did not realise Himiko, um, shaman leader of uh, Yamatai. In actual Japanese history, she's actually actually there. Although we have to look to Chinese records. They were better preserved, and the Chinese had a few dealings with her. So it's the Chinese records, which actually tell us a bit about Himako and Yamatai, this legendary island, which even to this day is apparently... The most um, discussed topic amongst Japanese historians, they don't know where Yamatai was, and it stands to reason that you know Richard Crofts' map. If they do want to make a film about it him, it's just on a
0: really old map that nobody else has. Exactly. They,
2: need to get. they weren't mass produced. You know, it would not be much fun <laughs> if it's like you know he turns up on the beach. There's like a, a McDonald's there. It's like, how did you get it? Did you get one of these maps as well? <laughs> well, you know, just tell us
0: where you got the map from, or just to do a bit more
2: effort. It's just is a that? Not did, is it really relevant? Well, I,
0: either don't say it at all. Just say you know where it is, yeah, because you've got a map or. Give us a bit of detail as I to think where because you got the information from. It's
2: not that, it's not the sort of film you need to think about in those sorts of details. It's not necessarily a plot hole. He's just omitting it's a detail. It's not a plot hole. It's, it's a script writing. All no, right. it's not. It's just omitting a detail. That's all. And it's not getting you bogged down in those details. At the end of the day, you want to get on with the action, which is what this film does. It doesn't bog you down with little facts about where he got the map. Might have been nice. You know, I wouldn't have minded if they'd thrown that in there, but they don't have to. It is not 35 minutes between the foot chase sequence. Hey, Dave. It is. And the ship. No, 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 no. Sorry, no. It's 35 minutes. Uh, from
0: the beginning of the film until until the shipwreck.
2: Until matched. the shipwreck, yeah. But well, this is an origin story. It's got to give you a bit of backstory, show her. And it, it, what those opening 35 minutes do, it shows her training to be a boxer. And it doesn't make her the ultimate badass, you know, who could rip someone's arm off. She loses that boxing match.
0: No, no, I said Alicia Vakanda looked like the ultimate badass.
2: Yeah, yeah, but at the end of the day, it humanised her. She loses that boxing match. She's not invulnerable. She loses in a sparring match. And this is about her developing her skills. You say she turns into a Rambo-esque killer in no Time, the first person she does come uh, really hand-to-hand fighting to the death with she does kill him she drowns him in a muddy puddle in this horrific hand-to-hand fight and she looks horrified by what she's just done there's a real human reaction really i thought it was a great performance i'll get on the Alicia of performance later but i thought it was a really good performance from her where it just showed this look of horror which many people in these sort of action films don't bother to to display it's just kind of like yep yeah, killed someone and what whereas in this case you know she really did a good job with that um, so yeah, Rambo West Murder. No, no, no. I've written. Um, I mentioned the map. Have you gone onto your own points yet? I'm getting there. I'm getting. You made a lot of inaccuracies. Here, guys.
0: <laughs> can I? Can I just say right for that bit that David's saying it humanises it. Right. I will. I will admit that the fight scene leading up to that is very, very good. Very, right? very brutal. She does murder that guy. She drowns him. And I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It is about three seconds where she has that real emotion on her face before she sees her lost. Her lost. Dad in the woods that would and distract then, you and then it's just like okay you know what you know what I'm fine I'm fine I'll forget all about this and then the next person she kills is like a happy-go-lucky Rambo she's just like does not care I'll shoot everybody I'll shoot these Chinese villagers
2: I'll shoot you, if yeah, you keep she does looking. not shoot any Chinese villagers well, you don't know because she's so with a the gun I, I,
4: th- there's an awful lot of stuff being said here which you are completely disagreeing on so Dave if you finish your point I have not
2: your... finished my point point, I've been merging my points yeah, into good. these so and I'm I'd almost like there i from
4: character witnesses
2: I am almost there I am almost there it says it does she doesn't reference the injury she picks up she does that's one thing I did like about it she does reference the injuries like that she is on the floor for a good how long with that branch sticking out of her stomach as she slowly pulls it out of herself tries no, yeah. to relieve herself of it Dave, w-
0: once her dad's rubbed it better for her she never references it again
2: maybe he's a good doctor at the end of the day she's got an action film to get on with it be, if it happened to me I'd be on the floor for the next couple of days screaming without urgent medical attention this is an action film you got to get on with it to a degree and it is referenced in her fight with uh, walton goggins the main bad guy he punches her in it's not right on the injury <laughs> it really does some damage oh, you want to say so you want to say something but <laughs> i've let you get on with it mate my final point that i want to mention about the plugs. because we need to wrap this up um what i particularly liked and i'm amazed Gav started talking about supernatural elements and zombies no, what I liked about this, unlike the Indiana Jones films, which this film is always going to be compared to, there is no Deus Ex Machina, which the Indiana Jones films always had. They always had God coming out of the ether to change things. You know, you hear this fable, this supernatural story, and it's like, oh, do I believe it? Do I not? And this film has that. It's like, is there any truth to this? Is it supernatural? And with Indiana Jones, it always turns out with, yeah, there was some supernatural, God was there, God can fix this for you. With this, no, there's a plausible explanation. For everything there is no supernatural element they were not zombies what it was they were infected by the uh i don't want to give too much away i suppose we're already doing spoilers it's, aren't it's,
0: we this will come with the spoiler later we've already given yeah, away we need else. to do
2: that spoiler um basically there's a really good twist which i can't i don't know I have time to go into now with the, what uh himiko what she represented because she's supposed to be this like demonic queen it's actually a really good twist she turns out to be quite benevolent but carrying a virus an old school kind of like plague virus and it's it sends people a bit doolally i think it's the easiest way to put it they are not zombies one of them is taken out by a shot to the chest they are not the undead come back to life it's not necessarily plausible i think that's a bit of a push but there's not a supernatural element to it there's a scientific explanation and the same with what i really liked about one bit is where they open her tomb open up her sarcophagus and himiko is lying there just as she would be if she died the day before perfectly preserved and then it zooms in on her face and her eyes suddenly go black. And you think for a second, her eyes have opened all the skeptical characters around, jump back from the coffin in fright. And no, the eyes sink back into the sockets and she decomposes before your eyes. It was just that kind of keeping the pressure and the bacteria out of the coffin, okay. preserve the body and exposure to the air. Yeah, uh, but for a second it had you it had the the sceptical bad guy it had Walton Goggins it had Lara Croft it had you the supernatural element you do start wondering is there a supernatural element turns out no there's not but there's no deus ex machina it's plausible Unlike the Indiana Jones films, it blazes its own trail in that respect, and I best stop there.
4: Okay, I'm going to stop you there. I can see Gav still wants to come back at you, but I'm going to stop you two, and I definitely want to bring in our character witnesses. Uh, I get the sense with our character witnesses, we're, we're kind of two different camps here as well. Uh, I'm going to ask Joel to go first, and you, Um Like, just a few points that I'd like a bit of clarification on. Gav was saying it's overdrawn and it's far too long. Dave says it's, like, good pacing all the way through. Like, you know, keeps it up. Yeah, you know... The, the dialogue isn't brilliant dave conceded but actually you know it's an action film it doesn't necessarily need to be dave also said that you know it's a good female hero i, I like to hear there's no love interest that we're just focusing on the hero without the necessarily having to be a man in there and it's a strong story because it's based on the, on a game which is you know m- recognized as being very good uh gav did say about camera angles like you know it's trying something with do overproducing too much action If, like, Joel, like, you love your action film, so what did you think, because this is an action movie, what did you think of the action in this movie?
3: It was good. I have to say, I did not notice whatsoever. Like, when I first watched it, that did never go through my head. Um, You know, all the different camera angles and that type of thing, I just didn't notice it. Um, I've written a few things down. I totally agree with Dave that I loved it. Um, The fact that, like, the, the plot it's not supernatural and it turns out to be like a disease. I really kind of love that aspect to it. Cause all the way through it, I was thinking, is this going to be like the game where there's like statues coming to life and all that type of shit. And it's not, it's completely like set in the real world. Um, one thing that I do agree with Gavon. Um, like she does cry when she kills like a first henchman type of thing and that's great but then literally about 15 minutes later there's this scene where she's running with a bow and she shoot, She must kill about 5 to 10 people <laughs> and she just kind of gets on with it you know like okay. it's nothing so there is kind of a jump between like she's being gutted Her first to, kill too. like yeah I'm fucking these people up right now um, then what else have I got here oh yeah and like the, there were just loads of bits in it like uh, the, the scene that, that Gavin Dave mentioned with the uh, with the plane over the water and that just completely reminded me straight away of games like Uncharted and Tomb Raider and that's literally what it's for it, it's a film made for fans of the computer game mm. um, it's not like a film that somebody who doesn't know the game is going to be that interested in going to see. it's marketed for um, you know fans of the game and that's you know what it reminded me of so I think if you look at it like that then you have to say like it's a bit of a s- success there were some bits that were complete bullshit you know, as somebody who rides a bike all the time, that's like, that scene with the bike was absolute bullshit. Why? What, like, what happens? She, she's just cycling through London. She'd have got everybody killed. And then there's this, <laughs> there's this bit as well when she's on like the back of a trailer with a bike and the trailer's moving and she just jumps off with the bike. And she doesn't like hit the floor or anything. She just carries on cycling. It's like just fuck off. <laughs> um,
5: Maybe you're just not a very good bike.
0: <laughs> Come on, he's, he's defending here. Um, I, I,
3: I also agree with Gav that it is very slow in kind of setting the scene. But once it kind of gets on the island, I do think it's great. Uh, but the rest of it, you know, I do kind of uh, I think stick to to most of Dave Dave's points. I think there's it's one of them films where if you if you look for stuff that's wrong you may notice it a lot, but if you just kind of go with it, I think it's it's enjoyable.
4: I do love looking for stuff that's wrong in film, though, Joel. That is (laughs) one of the reasons I watch films. Uh, Like um, Ozzy, talking just about the action, because, you know, again, this is an action movie. Is it doing stuff that's new? Is it stuff we haven't seen before? Is it a bit, is it different? You know, Dave did the comparison to Indiana Jones and said it's not the deus ex machina, but action-wise, you know, raiding tombs, going into these different things, is it doing something different to what we've seen before? Uh, No, to be
5: perfectly honest, no. Um, this, uh, the whole Tomb Raider, uh, uh, Indiana Jones section, I actually felt, I nudged Charlotte. I was like, this is just, it's almost identical to, uh, to Indiana Jones to, um, I can't remember which one it is now, but they're all the same. But it's almost all the same stunts, the same sections, you know, where Indiana Jones slides underneath the, um, the cave as it's closing down. There was pretty much that scene just with no hat to catch, you know, at the end. There was the same... Same tasks,
3: but I just put something was, in there really quickly. It was quickly. done very well, though. Um, one thing I did like about those scenes, though, is like the, there's a bit where um, like the spikes come up from the floor, and one, one oh. of the people says, "This was actually designed to keep people in rather than keep them out." And then, then at that point, you're thinking, "Well, why are they trying to keep people in the tomb?" So I thought that was really <laughs> cool, and it did kind of get you thinking a little bit. Yeah, that,
5: that was a good point. Actually, that was a yeah. good. Uh, that was a good. There were bits of it were really, really good action wise as well. It was. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the boxing scene, and the bike scene. I thought they were they were quite <laughs> exciting. They were uh, without the camera
0: angles though. They probably would have been quite
4: tedious. <laughs> I, I,
5: oh yeah, definitely. That's I, what I have to I say, said, I
4: do want to <laughs> see something that's got sixty-three camera angles. You kind of <laughs> inadvertently made me want to watch well, this I scene a, Well, too. I
5: actually did a quick Google while um, while Gaff was having his rant, and, uh, <laughs> and that's not even. The most really uh, thing, the most uh, action. Sorry, the most uh, average
3: shot length. Shit, man! Is that film. in
2: this film or in in terms of action movies? In terms of action movies, shit, man! You yeah. see, this is
0: my point. This is what I am saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah.
0: I'm not. I'm not the, defending it.
3: I'm
2: just saying that. The of
3: Worms. And, so yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. The yeah. Average, the average shot length for an action film is uh, is two seconds.
0: Yeah, well, the, the, so th- this is like a, this is like a a second. So right, uh, one minute thirteen, and there's 63, uh, 63 camera shots. That's nearly like a, a like a camera angle change in a second, for that long as well. It's so we just spin the just, whole just, camera.
5: I argument. didn't notice it. Was <laughs> I didn't notice it. Was okay. I thought it was seamless. I, I, th- I thought it was done very. I thought that bit was done well. The the I can see well. if you were if some people. I'm sure it, it jars with. But, okay, uh, but but for me, it didn't it didn't matter too and, much.
4: And last, oh sorry, yeah, go on, no, go on. the uh, last question, but to both character witnesses. Uh, Gav says it's humourless and it takes itself incredibly serious. And it's like Christopher Nolan takes his films and actions really <laughs> seriously. Do you, like not with the Nolan thing, but do you agree? Is is this taking itself incredibly seriously? Is it humourless throughout, Aussie?
5: Yes, yeah, sort of. There were, there were a few jokes and lighthearted moments, but it it felt it felt like yeah, it felt like Dark Knight esque. You know, it was quite it was quite.
3: Quite,
4: shit. Quite no. shit, shit. That means. I've, 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 <laughs> so, uh,
5: I don't
3: think it, it was. Tra- it, bleak, it was like was that it? at all. I don't think it was trying to be dark. It was a very kind of light-hearted yeah. film. Sorry, yeah, there just, just wasn't, it, wasn't it, jokes in it. I think it wasn't that. bleak, but yeah, it wasn't like a rom-com. It okay. wasn't like well, it no. wasn't like <laughs> films that we've mentioned before, like Indiana Jones, where yeah, it's yeah. got like wisecracks and stuff all the time. Yeah. Okay,
4: but you but didn't miss the humor. It wasn't no. like no, no. Okay, Gav, you did that.
0: Honestly. like... Right, so I, I was going to go into this in my next point, but because so many people have brought it up, uh, right, I read something with the scri- uh, scriptwriter who said, who professed that he's never actually played one of the games before, <laughs> but he was a big fan of the Indiana Jones films. Uh, so, what I was going to talk about later on is how the film is like an homage to. Um, <laughs> the Indiana Jones films especially The Last Crusade and as Ozzy said it's nothing new it's nothing original some things are like shot for shot it's just sorry it was It
5: was Last Crusade I was thinking of okay
4: cool all, all right then, thanks. I think we'll move on now, uh, and I'm going to ask Dave. Can you? What, what What do you want to talk about next?
2: I think we agreed we're going to talk about characters next. Um, can I just say I did point out these films always suffer from comparisons to Indiana Jones. You there did, is no you, you way of avoiding exactly it. That. Always going to happen.
0: Yeah, but like to base the film off Indiana Jones, <laughs> you know, he's, he's already very really like.
4: But it does okay. I would not. I would not go that far. I, I, I'm really excited to hear about because characters. Wanna, yeah, just, just, just because for me, one of the main things about making me want to watch the film uh-huh. is a bit Alicia Vikander. Uh-huh. Uh, Sexist
2: <laughs> She's a great actress Yeah, because she's a great actress but just, she's a great... I really great her in Ex Machina yeah. yeah, she's a great actress, Ex Machina, Danish girl She's done some great films You know what, this is another string to her bow A bow she fires at many <laughs> many henchmen Unmercilessly. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> <laughs> mercilessly Who are threatening civilians Who have killed many before her eyes already <laughs> Anyway, anyway This is actually a very solid performance from Alicia Vikander It could so easily have gone the other way As we mentioned, the dialogue isn't Top notch. Well, in certain places, like say For the most part, it's all right. But occasionally, there are these moments of duff dialogue, and that could really have marred her performance. She got away with it. Just about got away with it. Like Gav said, um, I think when we came out of the film, Gav said she thought she was wooden points, and Gal will probably go into this in a bit more detail shortly, but I, I didn't think so. I thought she actually did a good job with this dialogue, and it's it's a tricky one to deliver. You know, there's a lot riding on this. It's a very emotional script, or it seems so. You know, She's just been reunited with a long-lost father. There's a, a lot of emotional stuff going on. At the end of the day, it is just meant to be an action film. It's just a video game adaptation. It's like, you know, you can't take yourself that, that seriously. How can the film take itself too seriously? And I think she, she toes the line well between conveying that emotion and delivering it and making it plausible and at the same time getting on with the action getting keeping the plot moving and carrying on and she's a really good heron she is a perfect lara croft i do hope they get a sequel out of this uh the supporting cast are very good as well walton goggins i think is one of the best character actors working in america right now i think he's fantastic and his work is uh, matthias vogel who's the bad guy in both the video game and in this (laughs) I thought he actually did a very good job. I, I love Walton Goggins anyway, so I'm going to be biased. But there was one particular line where uh, after she first meets him um, and she, she mentions her father, there's a bit of back and forth. He knows who she is. He doesn't know why she's there. He's trying to find out. He's, she doesn't know whether he's an ally or not. And they get onto the subject of her father. And he's got his back to her and he just deadpan. So matter of fact, so Blase says, he's gone now. I killed him. No, hit, But if Walton Goggins had been in another frame of mind, if he'd been in Nick Cage mode, he would have chewed the scenery delivering like that. That's the kind of line that thespians salivate over. You know, they would have loved to deliver that line. Walton Goggins is so understated. Just delivers the line for what it is. It's got the natural menace to it, but also the blasé, how, how little human life matters to this man. And it's quite a good villain in many respects because all he really wants is to get off this island. Um, you know, he's hired by people who want to tap into what this legend of Himiko possesses, whatever power she may have possessed he's not bothered he doesn't care really not interested he just wants to get off that island with his men and get back to his family that's all he wants he has, It's this is almost a human side to him but he does such unspeakably cruel things just to further his mission just so he can get the hell off there he's been there too long and it's starting to get to him a bit speaking of being on the island too long and it's starting to get to you a bit dominic west jesus <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about dominic west dominic west what an actor I love, I love Dominic West. Oh my He's God. a brilliant actor. What's wrong with Dominic West? He is
0: fantastic. He yes. is fantastic. That's all fantastic. I said. And watching this film makes me sad. <laughs> That's
2: a bit unfair on Dominic West.
0: It I mean, is. I know his age.
2: That
4: sounds but... very unfair on Dominic West. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, not, it's, it's not Dominic West's we'll, we'll, we'll come to you in a
2: minute. It's Dominic West. How <laughs> <and laughs> good Dominic West is Dave. Dominic West is brilliant, he Alex. Is, he's, yeah, just, he he he's handsome, is. too. He is. We just talk about Dominic West <laughs> <laughs> for a bit? He does a very good job in this film. He's got a bit... Of, now, he is not in the running for father of the year as Richard Croft, let me tell you. He is a terrible father, going off on these adventures, you know, leaving his daughter behind him. I mean, that's how it got him into this trouble in the first place. But... What we have here—the moments that he has with either the infant Lara, obviously not played by Alicia Vikander, and with Lara as an adult—are really quite tender and quite touching. And I think Dominic West taps into, without getting overly uh, overly sentimental about it, he does a good job at showing how much he does care. He pulls it back from the reaches of it being this is the worst father on the planet to be, and actually, know actually, this guy really does is his daughter is his world. She really was, and he he conveys that very well in what little screen time, quite a substantial part, actually. He gets a decent amount of screen time to convey this. But also, to be plausible as the archaeologist character, as a man who is sticking to his guns and sticking to his belief that he does not want this tomb opened, no matter what. Also, I've kind of just remembered something. Gav says it takes a long time to actually start raiding any tombs. In the 2013 game, they don't raid any tombs there are no tombs to be raided in the 2013 game. It's just the title of the franchise. And, and, at, least, you know <laughs> and at least they do raid a tomb. You know, he says it takes too long to actually thank start God, raiding tombs. God. At least they actually did raid a tomb in this Na- one. <laughs> 90 odd minutes into this film, they finally raid the tomb. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're the one who mentioned it before. I just wanted to flag it up. And it's got a good support. I'll wrap it up now. It's got a good supporting cast. Daniel Wu plays uh, Lou Ren, Lara's like, first ally uh, who takes her to the island. It does a very good job. Uh, I think Chris and Scott Thomas, not much of a role here for her. She She's really there. Should they get a sequel? They're going to make more okay. of Kristen Scott Thomas. It's just basically it, she's only gets a few minutes of screen time. It's one in the bag. Should the franchise decide to continue? Uh, I think similar with Derek Jacobi, who does a, it's Derek Jacobi. He's very pleasant to see on screen. He does a oh, very nice good job, Derek isn't it? Isn't it? And I think Nick Frost and Jamie Winston, they do bring humour to it. There is humour in other places in the film, but I think it's, even though they are, as Gav said, brief scenes, Nick Frost and Jamie Winston do have some very funny lines between them, some real moments of light relief. So overall, I would say it's a good cast, although let down, as Gav says, by odd moments of patchy dialogue. For the most part, they pull it back. Actually, I'd say every one of them pulls it back.
4: Okay, so good performances all round. I mean, on paper it looks like a pretty good cast. I'm not familiar with Walter Goggins. Was it
2: Walton Walton, Walton Goggins? Walton
4: Goggins. Uh, but, yeah, you'll you know, know him. You'll know. Him. You will. You will. Alicia Vikander, Dominic West, great. Derek
0: Jacobi and Kristen Scott Thomas. So it sounds on on paper it seems like a pretty good cast. Honestly, like I saw the cast going into this, and I was like, well, uh, you know, th- this this is going to be a great film. And oh my God, honestly, they, they, Dave is being far far too generous here. The dialogue and the script in this especially the overarching story are very very poor Alicia Vikander I absolutely love Alicia Vikander I think she's a fantastic actress but she is just far too good for this role uh, the, the film as I said before, it takes itself too, too seriously. The script writer just didn't know how to write Lara Croft. She flips from a badass athlete to happy-go-lucky girl to a lost girl with daddy issues to frightened and out of her depth to fearless warrior and back and forth. Honestly, it's just like she doesn't have... Uh, she has an overall character arc, but she has so many back and forth that it's, just, it, it's almost like there was uh, four or five different people writing this character. The thing is, is because of this, because there isn't a kind of definite character for it, and there isn't any decent dialogue for it to deliver, her performance suffers incredibly. Her line delivery is so off at some points that it comes across as quite bad. Uh, and That's what Dave was saying before about being wooden acting. You know it's not wooden acting because you, you've seen Alicia Vikander in other roles before. You know how fantastic she is. But because the script is so poor and because the dialogue between two characters is so poorly written as well. like A lot of her scenes come off as bad acting. There's this point where she's on a plane uh, and she, you know, it's a, a plane that's been abandoned on top of a waterfall and it's about to fall off and the camera zooms into her face and she goes really like uh, that's that and uh, i'm actually putting too much effort into that line Uh, dave come on honestly come on mate you like you you, you, you've shaken you've shook your heads far too much this episode you know that it's true um but like it's it's not it's not that it's just because she doesn't have a clear character outline she looks incredible like as i said before she looks in physical peak condition. It's just an absolute massive shame that she's not given more to do. The fact is, is that, you know, she could, like, if she had a great script behind her, this could have been Wonder Woman Part 2. This could have been her, you know, just being absolutely incredible and giving a performance that the character deserves. But the fact is, is that they had such bad writers there and such a bad director that they just completely failed to deliver anything with this character richard croft fuck me dominic west man (laughs) what is going on i love dominic west i uh, one of the best performances i've ever seen appropriate adult where he played fred west absolutely unbelievable unbelievable this is a million miles away from that like, as Dave said before, world's worst dad. He states at the very beginning, going on this adventure would mean I'd have to do the hardest thing I'd ever have to do in my life, leave my daughter. Then we find out that it's something that he did every other week. Uh, I mean, <laughs> every flashback scene, there's about uh, 11 of them, just involve him bidding off his daughter to go on another <laughs> adventure. His scenes are incredibly poorly written. His character is just, it's so paper thin, there is nothing to it. We're to believe that this man lost his wife. Was left to raise his daughter alone, and then decided that he didn't want to be a multi multi-million, uh, multimillionaire millionaire in charge of his own company. He wanted to go to be an explorer, and then it, this, there's a timeline of about like six six five years or so where he becomes Indiana Jones, and he's got this hidden mausoleum with all these artifacts, artifacts, and all these kind of um, all these treasures that he's collected. And it's just incredibly implausible. Like his his motives throughout the film are just really really questionable. You're just like who the hell is this guy? Yeah, we're introduced to him. He's been lost on this island for seven years. He's a bit mentally unstable because he hasn't had any human interaction. Uh, then he sees his daughter. And then for 12 seconds, he's a bit like kind of, uh, you, you think he is, he's, he's, had a, he's had a nervous breakdown. Then he's completely back to normal. Honestly, it's just like, oh, for a minute then, I thought you were another hallucination. But now I can see that you're my daughter. Honestly, it, that, it, that is not dialogue, by the way. That, it, it's <laughs> better than the stuff that he was given. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell honestly like his performance is so poor but once again it's not due to him it's because there's no character depth for him you know this is a guy who hasn't seen his daughter in seven years and he hardly wants to spend time with her. he wants to keep on you know um, preventing walton goggins from getting to himiko he actually abandons his daughter again so we can go and prevent walton goggins from getting to himiko and it's just like kind of this guy you know what are his motives he's got no character and this the dialogue that he's given is so poor that once again it looks like he's a wooden actor. Daniel Wu, you know, introduces a potential love interest. I thought it was absolutely brilliant as Dave said that they didn't actually go there. And another thing that was great for me was because he was Chinese, which is very refreshing on both counts, because it's very rare that you would see a Chinese uh, love interest in a big Hollywood blockbuster. But the fact is that they didn't go there, I thought was quite refreshing, actually. But it's just, it's, it's, it's it, once again, a poor use of the character. This is another great actor that is given absolutely nothing to do with. Uh, you know, he agrees to go on this adventure with Laura for about five grand uh, uh, you know it's potentially um, life threatening he could die but he's like yeah go on then because my dad went away with your dad seven years ago so it, you know he might be alive then he finds out that his dad died as soon as he arrived on the island and he literally gets over it Within seconds, he's like, Oh, yeah, I found out my dad's dead. Oh, well, you know, this guy is given hardly anything to do. He's just like kind of this peripheral figure for a large part. Then he's, he's, he's tasked with freeing the Chinese villagers who don't even get me started on the culturally insensitive stereotypes of stupid Chinese villagers in this film, by the way. But he is given the task of freeing the Chinese villagers, then bringing them back. And then to, at the end of it, he isn't even given the screen time to say goodbye or, you know, we don't even see what happens to him afterwards because he's so unimportant. Walton Goggins, like Dave said before, he uh, you know he tries his best, man. He does. He tries his best to be a big baddie, but he's just giving fuck all to give. He's honestly, he he just grimaces his way through the entire film. He makes the same bad guy errors in every action film. Same paper thin motives. Like this guy is very unthreatening. You know, this guy is just there to be a big baddie, and it, it just doesn't work. Derek Jacobi, K- Kristen Scott Thomas, um, blink and you miss them cameos criminally underutilized, such a waste of good talents. You find out later in the film that uh, Kristen Stock Thomas is actually the big baddie in charge of this evil corporation um, and that Lara signs over her ownership to the, her dad's company and it's like, oh shit, what are we going to do? Well, you know, why don't you just sign the company back to yourself? You know, call the police anything, you know? It, and it also seems a bit hard to believe that Richard Croft didn't know that Kristen Stock Thomas was the big baddie as well. It's, it's just v- very, very bad. Dave mentioned about Nick Frost and everything as well. These are just people that are just in there for seconds blinking you'll miss them cameos that add nothing to the film because there's just nothing for them to work with very very poor dialogue very poorly written characters the actors try their hardest to deliver something but unfortunately it's very very poor all around
4: all right character witnesses are you ready to jump in aussie if i start with you you know it seems like the main arguments seem to be here uh dave saying you know they get away with the dialogue. The actor, the performances are so strong. You know, they're very, very strong cast. They do a good job. You know, they they actually take some scenes, some very touching, quite tender in places, uh, especially with Dominic West. Um, what would you say to that? I'm I'm
5: totally in Gav's camp on this one. Yeah. Actually, I found the I uh, found the dialogue a bit boring. I found the uh, the Richard West the whole finding him in the cave section. It was just. I understand it's a film and you've got to try and keep the pace up and that and it just didn't it really dragged everything was overly explained okay. and those two just you know they are not seen each other for seven years at least and then for the period before then it's been pretty intermittent and just almost instantly they're father you know father and daughter bessie mates Back let's go together. and take on the world it just it felt a bit is forced. That, yeah, that, it was that very, seems
4: like a really big thing they set up at the start of the film. Then and what well, they don't quite land that scene when they are reunited. I
5: th- you get some. You get the whole point that they love each other. You get that, yeah. but the actual it, it felt like they missed. They they went for it and then they missed. Is what I felt like they missed um, that whole section. It just you get the bit they did a little kiss of the uh, the fingers bit and you get the hold and that's a little uh, trademark, isn't it? Trademark uh, and pose. Yeah. But um, so they set up all of that. But yeah, it's just
3: it just felt forced, and it missed. It didn't. It didn't get there.
4: Okay, uh, Joel, what would you say to that?
3: Um, I'd say Gav and pretty much everybody actually missed one like really important point, and that that is like the motivation. Not that I'm defending some of, some of what he said, but the motivation for Laura for being away was that because he was that heartbroken over uh, the passing of his wife, that he was searching for a way to kind of bring her back or searching for some kind of evidence of an afterlife. And that's why he kept going on the missions and and leaving his daughter because he just couldn't live without his wife.
4: Is the mum in the film at all?
3: No, she's not in the film at all. So she's she's just kind of passed away, like I presume beforehand. But those are the motivations anyway for the missions, which is why he keeps on leaving uh, the girl. But... Like, the performances, I thought Alicia Vikander was good, but, like Gav said, just the script and the writing was was, was pretty bad. And, you know, I came out thinking, like, was that Laura Croft for me? And probably not. Like, I, I thought it was a good film, and I thought, um, like, it, it, it was kind of similar to the game, but it just didn't feel like Laura Croft for me. Um, but then there's just one bit which I really hated at the end of the film, like... I think it's just before the credits, or like the post-credit scene. Uh, She's at like Nick Nick Frost's, uh, like little. It's like a pawn shop or something, and she just gets gets her pistols, and it 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 kind of reminded me of like Duke Nukem or something. When she's like she's like groovy, (laughs) but she Uh, she she, she went from like this this uh, person who like you know like I said just killed one person. Uh, with a bow, or with a bow and you know bare hands, and then at the end of the film, she's like, "Actually, she's Rambo. I fancy some guns now, and I've got a taste for this." But, yeah, and it's got um, to be these two big massive you t- guns.
4: And you, you didn't quite believe it.
3: It no, it, it's it's just too big of a jump. I don't think they needed to put that. Kind of felt like they just stuck it there to say, you know, look, guys, we're going to have a sequel, and she's going to have two guns, like in the film. Stick around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and and yeah, a lot of the stuff which happened kind of felt like they were saying this is going to be in the next film. So, you know. Setting it, it, up a
4: franchise. All right, uh, Dave, a lot of what Gav was saying, you were shaking your head very vigorously at. Would you like to come back just briefly? Just on briefly, a
2: couple of rebuttals. I, I disagree with Gav's assessment of Lou Ren, who uh, Daniel Wu plays. Um, he was never a love interest. He's just a photographic man, a photographic member, a uh, photogenic, sorry, photogenic member of the Office of Sex around the same age. There is no chemistry into that. They're not going oh, yeah, down no, the love, uh, the love I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm
0: not saying that they are. That's I, I, I actually said that it was good that they didn't go down that way. It's mm. just when he's introduced, you're like, oh, here we go. We get to love interest. But, but I,
2: only, I, oh, that's only because he's a man around the same age. There's no, they're not trying to, they don't even think about it for a second. Um, and with regards to his, his um, how quickly he gets over the passing of his father, he knew his dad was dead. When his dad disappeared, God knows how many years ago, he knows his dad's gone. The only reason that he agrees to take the island is in the hope that maybe he'll find an answer, and he does. He's got his answer. That's why he doesn't seem like to see get over it. He's he knew he found out what he already knew to be true, and found out a little more, a few more details about it. That's all.
4: Okay, cool. Um, all right, thank you very much, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Are we ready for final arguments mm-hmm. on this, please? Right. Uh, if you pass me the gong, Gav. Uh, Dave, would you like to go first?
2: Yeah. Can we get the timer up?
4: Yes, I'll I'll tell you when you. Okay, (laughs) I've got. I'll show you my watch, Dave. So we are you ready to go? Yep.
2: Now. Okay. At points people have said that this film takes itself too seriously. It is an adaptation of a video game. How can it take itself too seriously? And also I've got to say people say it's not a very original script. It's not meant to be an original screenplay. It is an adapted screenplay. Adapted from Tomb Raider 2013. One of the most interesting uh, examples of the franchise that really brought it back to life. Joel mentioned that it doesn't feel like Lara Croft. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think this was a character that could have been something great that got turned into something quite sordid. And this is finally bringing her back a step closer to what she could have been it doesn't feel like Lara croft that's not a bad thing and that's why yeah, this guy says he didn't know how to write Lara croft it, i think that's also a good thing that he's not played the games he's uh, taken it he's found the character and he's rewritten it and made it something that it should have been all along
4: shit, shit that was
2: quick. I, I knew there was a gong coming there
4: <laughs> <laughs> god you, you caught me
0: off guard there right thank you very much dave um gav your time starts now Okay, this was a tired and boring attempt to revive this film franchise. A complete waste of acting talent who failed to deliver due to a subpar script that was written by a guy who's never actually played the games before and was just trying to do a homage to Indiana Jones. The fact is that this is supposed to be a film for the game lovers, but the best bits in the film that Dave are talking about are borrowed from the actual game, but that's only few and far between. All the other bits, the original pieces for this film, are just boring, long, and drawn out. The dialogue is Woeful, the script is full of plot holes and the CGI is already outdated. It takes itself far too seriously and thus fails to be either action or adventure. Save your money and your time and just play the games. Drop the mic. Right,
4: Uh, I'm ready to uh, pass judgment. Oh, really? <laughs> Already? He's
2: decided. Uh,
0: well, that was quick. <laughs> uh, no, sure. I'll get, get my thoughts if you want to do a quick quiz. All right, okay. I'll do a quick quiz. Right, uh, so um, this one, this quiz is... Um, okay, so what I want you guys to do is... Um, it, this is very, very hastily read <laughs> as, as, <laughs> as, as we have our argument. Is I want you to tell me uh, which of these eight stars experienced body shaming by fans when taking on a role okay okay right in in a quiz i like to call shaming or gaming
4: (laughs) (laughs) it's a rhyme
0: okay uh christian bale for batman uh okay shaming or gaming
4: um shaming shaming i think he was shamed i think he got told he was too fat G- uh, gaming. He wasn't muscly enough. Gaming. Yes, not
0: muscly enough. Okay, um, right, Dave and Joel, you're correct. No, oh. he didn't receive any criticism. Shit. He should have done. Um, okay, number two, <laughs> number two, Kate Beckinsale for Underworld, shaming or gaming? Probably shaming. I'm probably shaming shaming yeah shaming as well. people are dicks yeah yeah she got she got a lot of shit um, uh, she said that she gained too much weight after her baby um, so number three <sighs> wow, um, wow. Gal, Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman Sorry, what's too much weight after a
4: baby is there a good amount
3: <laughs> <laughs> she just went too far okay uh, number three
0: Gal Gadot uh, for Wonder Woman shaming or gaming
2: I'm pretty uh, sure gaming. I know this one
3: it, isn't it pretty similar criticism to uh, Alicia Vikander in that her boobs are too small
2: I was going to say shaming as well, but yeah. not...
3: It's probably yeah. shaming. She's a woman yeah, in, in the Limelight. Yes,
4: it's true. In a, in a superhero film as
3: yeah, well.
0: Yeah, one of the most famous ones is that she didn't look Amazonian enough. So she had to she have both breasts. Wants, <laughs> <it once again. laughs> okay, uh, right, number four, Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones. Uh, shaming or gaming? The, the first one or Crystal Skull, because... The first
2: I one. Shamed. I did some shaming for Crystal Skull. <laughs> the,
0: the first one. Um, gaming. Not, not gaming. shaming. Yeah, no. gaming.
2: Gaming? Gaming as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he didn't receive anything for that. Um, okay,
2: number five, Lily James for Cinderella. There was a pattern coming here. Uh, shaming.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say gaming. I don't remember. It was a very forgettable film, though. So I don't remember any criticism. Shaming. Shaming as well.
0: Yeah, she received a lot of shame because uh, she was too skinny. She, uh, they said uh, uh, she had a very tiny waist and it was almost horrific. Wow. Okay, uh, number six, Emma Watson for um, Beauty and the Beast. Shaming or gaming? Shaming. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, she received shaming as well. <laughs> uh, anorexic and too much like a model and Joel. not enough like an actress. Charles cheating, he's trying to Google it <laughs> Number seven, Pierce Brosnan for Goldeneye. <laughs> uh, oh, shaming. I'd say shaming maybe, possibly. For Goldeneye. Gaming. Uh, sh-
3: gaming.
2: James Bond. Shaming.
5: Too
0: uh, old. No, no, no. It was gaming. Nobody said anything about hmm. him taking on that role. It's what about, about... Uh, Roger Moore taking on the role of James <laughs> Bond? Ah,
2: the, that, later in the career, must have been shaming. He no, wasn't. no, no. The, Shame. the, the initial... The initial um... oh, right, so I think stuff. shaming, but not necessarily for his physique or, or looks. No, 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 no. You'd be surprised
0: there, Dave. <laughs> what about... Right, last one here. Tobey Maguire for Spider-Man. Uh, oh. The first one. Shaming or shaming. gaming? Shaming. 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 No, no, nothing. Once again, there was... <laughs> Uh, So, has anybody seen a pattern? (laughs) So, essentially, the guys get off scot-free. Exactly. (coughs) Like, nobody gives a shit like what Harrison Ford looks like in Indiana Jones because, it's believable. But then you get uh, Alicia Vikander taking on the role of Lara Croft and everybody's giving a shit because her boobs aren't big enough. Is she actually getting shit because her boobs
5: aren't big enough? Wasn't your first argument that she looked too much of a badass?
0: No, no, I said, and I said I said. she looked like a badass, you know, like, she, she looked great for the past, she looked in, like, a physical, like, peak yeah, yeah. condition, you know, and it's it, saying, people, but reclaim... Even then, still, uh, but even then, people are still giving a shit. Right, reclaim precious, Lara it? Croft from being something seedy, this is the character yeah. it could have been. Uh, no, no, th- th- there should have been a lot more, there should have been some dialogue right, to go to to with.
4: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, I'm just
0: going to jump in now. Uh, I'm ready to pass judgement on
4: Tomb Raider. Um, a, lot, a lot of interesting points, um... You know, talking about the different cast, it seems like you basically had absolutely no uh, crossover at all on this. And Ozzy seemed to be very firmly in Gav's camp and Joel seemed to be more in Dave's camp as well. So it was pretty tricky to do this one. But sort of going back to what I said at the start, it was like, you know, I haven't seen the film, would I want to go and see it at the cinema? Uh, Thinking about it, you know, knowing it's an action film, I sort of do want to go and see it at the cinema because it's got loads of action and, you know, a tomb is raided. So, you know, (laughs) it seems like, yeah, to go and see Tomb Raider, I would want to go and see it. But you're talking about whether to put it on the hit list or the shit list. And I think, to be honest, if we're talking about it, you know, Dave, you said that there was poor dialogue in this and... You know, it, I can see how that could sort of undercut some of these performances that Gav was saying by Dominic West. You know, he does deserve a great script. And also, if it's, I know it's an action film, but why not have a great script as well? It seems like that's free. You know, it doesn't cost lots of money to have a great script. It seems like they kind of missed something there. Um, and I think as well, the fact that the action isn't particularly new and it seems like it's kind of, you know, it seems like people talking about Rambo people were talking about you know i know you said about the indiana indiana jones comparison but it does sound like there was a lot of stuff there wasn't anything innovative in it so as much as i might go and see it at the cinema i'm actually going to put it on the shit list i'm afraid dave i'm sorry just because i i think the dialogue i think that script as soon Don't as you can see that, that point it just sounds a bit shit so why not have a good script i think it's got to go on the shit list for that <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that was an anticlimactic. Press, press the wrong button. That was supposed <laughs> to be the opposite of applause. <laughs> what about this one? You suck. <laughs> that's, what me? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yep. <laughs> that, that, that's just supposed to uh, symbolise that it's gone on the shit list. Or okay. maybe this one.
3: Oh. Aw. Right, I'm going <laughs> to take over now. So, Gav, what Tomb Raider do you prefer, Angelina Jolie or Alicia Vikander?
0: Um, oh, right, so uh, it both have got their very bad points, but you know what? Honestly, I think the Angelina Jolie one. I mean, it wasn't a great female uh, uh, character, but like the film didn't take itself too seriously. It Knew what it was going to be. You know, it knew it was going to be action adventure. You know, this this over the top. bits. with this, it was just far too serious. It didn't have enough fun, which which is essentially what it should do. Um, but yeah, I, I I I I didn't hate the film as much as it was making out because I think that they did. Um, it, it, see, this is the thing: is that I'm applauding the film for not making Laura Croft into a sex symbol. Because the thing is, is that she shouldn't be. You know, it should it should just be a case of like Wonder Woman. Um, you know, we've got an action film. It doesn't matter if it stars a woman or a man. The fact is, it it needs to be action. You know, it needs to have you know that sense of excitement, which I just think the film didn't have. But for,
3: not that uh, I agree with this, but you've got to play devil's advocate sometimes. But Laura Croft is a sex symbol and a lot of people grew up with the fact that you know she she is a sex symbol and some people want to go and see that at
4: the cinema In in the games though I know <coughs> basically if you take away the gigantic tits and the hot pants right um she's actually pretty cultured she's you know from a good you know, she, she goes all the way around the world. She's very knowledgeable and stuff like that. So, you know, if you took away the, the body, she's not that much of a sex symbol. Do you know what I mean? It not just a colour body. Not just a colour <laughs> Exactly. No, no,
3: exactly. But, you know, I, I, not that I'm saying it was right, but... I
4: think yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah playing Team Rager I wasn't thinking goodness me she knows a lot about archaeology <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: but the thing is, is that's what it you know that, that's what it was supposed to be you know what I mean and then it got turned into and then it got turned it into a sex supposed symbol
5: supposed to be an archaeology game well, no no it was, I mean, it. it was supposed to be a bit of fun
0: It's supposed to be a fun game I mean we, we were speaking off air
3: uh, and then previous episodes I can't believe we're bringing this up again but the the supposed cheat where you span around 360 times <laughs> yeah. and a clothes fell off on the game I mean we've all been there so so have, we?
0: have we have <laughs> we i months. came in and you Two were months still months. trying it then <laughs> <laughs> it'll work god damn it uh, okay right so genuine opinions dave
2: what was your genuine opinion it was all right it was nothing spectacular at all very disappointing script to be honest with you um i really do hope they get a second bite of the apple on this one and do get another film in the franchise but they have got to come back with a stronger script otherwise that'll be the end of it this script was poor and plagiarized and it, it, I think they should be sacked. Frankly, the scriptwriters that wrote this—it was but- a very poor effort from them. If they, if they want to get, <laughs> 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 if they want to get this off the ground and really make a franchise out of this, they have got to come back stronger. That was not good enough, not by a long way. It was okay. There's some good action set pieces. I really didn't think it was that bad. Um, but no, it's, it could be better, and it needs to be better if this is going to have longevity. And I hope it does.
0: Well, well. Um, so, right. Uh, should we do the old IMDb score out of ten? Then. So, um, so what? What do you think? So, we're not going to compare it to a previous film because this is a one-off special. But what do you think it got out of ten, Dave? I mean, um, um, you've seen it. You don't agree?
2: Yeah, I thought it was all right, and I reckon most people that are going to see this film know what they're getting themselves into. I reckon it might be about a seven. Okay, Joel Austin.
5: Um, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go about seven
3: point one. I'm going to go...
4: 6.8.
2: Brucey, you
0: could have a stab in the dark. Is it going to be
2: 6.9 by any chance? No, no.
4: I'm, I'm actually going to go a bit higher, because normally when the films just come out, the fanboys go absolutely... They they go on IMDb and make it higher. So I'm going to say 8.3.
0: Jeez. Oh, Brucey, you should have gone 6.9, because that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So, okay, uh, before we close things up, uh, we did do a caption contest, and... Um, Right, so I basically took a, a, a screenshot of the film, which is Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft uh, pulling back uh, the bow and arrow to fire another bow in uh, so fire another arrow into a, into a henchman, like probably the the nineteenth one of the last minute, um, mercilessly killing people left, right, and centre. And I asked our good friends and followers to caption that picture um, and the first one is alicia was so good this film definitely it was better than Jolie's movie the whole sorry this is just an opinion um right the second one is uh alicia Fakanda's response to the gamer fanboys who say she doesn't have the right body shape to play laura croft was sharp and to the point
4: oh nice <laughs> like it
0: yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I would have given that one the win, win anyway because it was that good but I suppose you've won by, by proxy as well <laughs> um, so well done uh, Thomas L Benfield you've just won yourself a Freddo Ooh. well done well done <laughs> Okay, so we will return to our usual schedule next week uh, when our next film on trial is The Death of Stalin. So thank you very much for joining us on this one-off special and we will hopefully see you soon. Uh, Just to say that you can get all of our previous content on our website, filmsontrial.co.uk and you can catch us on iTunes as well, Films on Trial. Also, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and YouTube, Films on Trial. Thank you very much for listening, and we will be in your ears next time with Death of Stalin. Goodbye. (laughs)